Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Rate the Record podcast, episode 8 this week. We're back on even numbers now instead of odd numbers, even though episode 7 last week was lucky 7 indeed. Oh, my God. I liked it. It was so good. Mm -hmm. I mean... You have no idea. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, you don't know how good it was. I mean, you don't know how it was. I mean, anyways, you're joined by your host, Chris and... Savannah. Yeah, because we're not going anywhere just yet. We're not allowed to leave. No. The higher-ups said we're not allowed to, and I have we're technically the higher-ups, and we said we're not allowed to, so... Yep. How confusing. <laughs> but yes, here we are on... YouTube and all the other platforms, and that means if you're there listening to us, maybe you can go ahead and li- hit that like and subscribe button. You can leave comments. We're trying to build a community here, and we want you to be part of it. Things have been going yes. swimmingly so far, and they can only get better from here. Yes, so yeah, be our YouTube. Friends. Exactly. Be our friends. YouTube, likes and subscribe, leave comments. That's all cool. And all the other audio platforms, we're on more like a billion now. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Like, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Castbox, Bandcamp—we are everywhere, and we got another platform still waiting for approval. But we'll get to that when that comes up. Can't run uh, from us; we're everywhere. Yeah, we will be everywhere, including just your radio. We're going to be the chip in your brain when Elon Musk puts it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, preloaded like a little hit. What hit clips? Like oh, that. man, those are going to make a comeback. Awesome. We will be kick clips. Yes. I want us to be the first brand to reintroduce that to 2021. I'm in. I'm and it's in. only 30 seconds of the podcast, too. It's not even the whole episode. Ha- half a sentence, rolling into another half sentence, and it cuts right off. Yeah, it's not even transitioned properly. It's, <laughs> it doesn't fade in, fade out. It just kind of just clips. Why but not? anyways, if you're new to the podcast, you're used to us rambling like this. Hi, welcome back. So glad you could make it. Yes. We enjoy your presence and we enjoy you being here part of this community. I'm going to use that word a lot, community, because that's what yes. we're trying to do. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay and we hope you like when people ramble a lot. <laughs> but yes, by all means, make yourselves cozy and enjoy this discussion on music and be, be a part of it. Uh, So that means you probably don't know what we do here on the podcast. So what we do is Savannah and I each week, we will take an album either at random, special anniversary or, you know, special occasion, uh, viewer's choice. Regardless, we take one, discuss it at length, rank the songs, and then we, wait, what's the name of the podcast? Rate the Record. That's right. We rate the, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Rate the Record. Yeah. Uh, For a second there, I thought it says we review the record. It's like, no, no, it's like just rate. It's like, are you sure you don't like break down the record do you destroy the record live on air some some of them i think we have and we will um but uh mostly rating yes i need to go to a garage sale and buy a copy of dan the torpedoes no particular reason uh check out episode six if you want to know the particular reason yep yeah (laughs) but before we go any further uh, there's a disclaimer that we always like to re- read at the beginning of each podcast just to make sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to things like, you know, discussing each other's opinions, agreeing to disagree, that kind of stuff. We want to be cool about things. Uh, we usually swap in and out of who's going to read it. This week is mine. Uh, last week, Savannah said she was practicing. Not only have I been practicing, I've memorized it. Woo, good luck. So what I'm going to do. Just, I took my notes off the screen. I'm going to look down the barrel the entire time. So audio listeners, like, I, Savannah, you got to tell them if I look away at all. I'm going to look right down the barrel. I'm going to stare you deep in the eyes. And I'm going to go ahead and butcher this. Hopefully I don't. Okay. <clears throat> Do, wait, can you see it on your screen, though? So that way you, like, know if I get it right? Nope. Nope. Okay. Wing okay, it. That, that's fine. I guess maybe I'll put it. <laughs> if, if I get this right, I'll put a check mark on screen for the yes. YouTube version. <laughs> all right. 
The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun and discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a for fun and casual project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. I mixed up a few words, but that's definitely it. Doesn't matter, goddamn, that sounded good. And I, you can confirm to the audio listeners, I looked in the camera the entire time. The entire time, and it was weird. Didn't look away. Yeah, I know, that's going to be really bad for the YouTube viewers. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to do that as proof. I'm, I'm getting better at this. Now, i got to bring my notes back up so I know what the hell we're doing, because I don't know who we're talking about today. Oh, that's who we're talking about today. Porcupine Tree, which Savannah, if you can see, if you're watching, she's wearing the shirt for them. I don't it's think the it's... wrong album and yes, the wrong is. tour, but still, it's the only because... one I have. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Whatever. The merchandise works. And the album is indeed Dead Wing from 2005. So, Savannah, this is your pick this week. Um, so I can only hope that it's not as uh, not well received as the Tom Petty album, which you'll find out in time. But tell us a little bit about Porcupine Tree. Hey, I just want to let you know that every good road trip has a little bit of bumps, you know, peaks and valleys. And just because we were stuck in a valley yeah. previously does we, not mean we're not going to be we, on we a had, peak. We had Tom Petty, which was the downfall. Then Mr. Bungle just brought us up to that glorious golden hill. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll just keep climbing. Maybe we're in the Alps. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we're here now. But... Porcupine Tree was formed in England in 1987 and originated as an outlet for musician Stephen Wilson. Wanting to assemble a full band in order to play live shows, Wilson brought on Richard Barbieri on keyboards, Colin Edwin on bass, and Chris Maitland on drums. Maitland was replaced by Gavin Harrison in 2002, and Deadwing is Porcupine Tree's eighth studio album. It also includes contributions... Contributions from King Crimson's Adrian Ballou and Ooh. Opeth's Michael Ackerfeld, Ackerfeld. I probably butchered it either way. The album was based on a screenplay written by Stephen Wilson and Mike Bennion, but as of now, it is not in production. Singles off of Deadwing, Shallow in the US, and Lazarus in parts of Europe. Unfortunately, it didn't win any prestigious awards, but it did hit 132, 132 on the Billboard 200 and number four on the Top Heat Seekers chart. Although it was named one of Classic Rock's me Classic Rock magazines, man, my mouth, ten, ten essential progressive rock albums of the decade. See, this Ooh. is why, despite the fact that, like, you know, I do some vocal warm-ups before we start, I still manage to talk too fast and slur my way through words. Wowie, woo, way, whoa. You got to stretch out those lips. And then my mouth's so dry. <laughs> my lips just get stuck to my teeth. And I'm, I can't talk. I also noticed that you pointed out Adrian Blue on this album. I didn't yes. know that. That's a very familiar name to me. I enjoy his work. And that explains some of the guitar work I heard on this album then. Yep. I'm just like, oh, this is pretty neat. But now that I know who it is, I know why it's neat. <laughs> Yay. He, he's a, Credibility. He's a guitar wizard. I love that guy. Excellent. But we don't just have to talk about one guy today. Oh, sorry. Trying to crack my back a little. This is a little we, sore. We, we get to talk about four. <laughs> yes. In Porcupine Tree. Exactly. We get to talk about a whole band <laughs> and nine whole songs. Yes. Starting with the very first one off of Deadwing. 
the title track, which we don't get a lot of on this show. Deadwing. I'm sorry, it kind of looks like you leaned into that when I was going to say Deadwing. You were going to hit it, and then he didn't. No, no, it was just, it's, uh, it was one of those, huh, you're right. I was going to say something. I was like, huh, we don't we don't run into a lot of title tracks. Not <laughs> it caught really, me off guard. No. I was like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. I th- we, Like, we had, what, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and that was it? I believe so. No Tom Petty. There's no Damn the Torpedo song. There's no Nevermind song. There's no California. There's no 10. No, no You Won't Get What You Want. No scenes from a memory. Wow. Yeah. This is this is the only the second Dang. title track we've ever had. Dang. What I, a good way to kick off the song by only talking about other albums. Yeah, exactly. Just a flashback. You know what? This is just a clip show. Fine. Uh, it's taking you back to Dream Theater already. Anyway. <laughs> All right. What did you think of Deadwing? Because I've already listened to it a million times. I want to know what you think. Uh, I, got, I got a good jump scare in the beginning. I'll tell you that much just to start this all off. So, oh, like, yeah? yeah, there's this, like, quiet, choppy kind of synth loop going on. It, it's just, like, I can feel it building up. And I just remember saying to myself out loud while I was listening to him, like, the beginning. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. And I was I was going to, like, get my notepad or something. I can't remember what I was doing, but, like, I kind of, like, trailed off a bit. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then suddenly guitars kick in. I was like, oh, okay, you got me. <laughs> yep. I like yeah, I, I really like that. And, I mean, th- there is, like... A decent amount I liked about the song too. Like I liked the vocals that started off the track; they sounded really nice. But I, I feel like it was immediately taken back by like the whispering that happens afterwards. Like I, I'm not a fan of that whispering. Yeah, I, I get roll of bone vibes off that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I like, figured you would. The, the vo- because it just it, I don't know. You gotta listen if you haven't heard it. Then go listen to it, and you'll know what I mean. But other than that, the vocals were nice and. This song has, like, early 2000s written all over it. Like, just the composition style. I I can agree with that. Um, I feel like the intro could have been a couple bars shorter. Um, I don't know. I I felt like I was ready for it to start before it did. And then it was just sort of, I'm kind of waiting for it. Well, Um, it's one of us then, because I had a jump scare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, it's going to take forever. Um, I do like how the bass fills in so well. Um, I kind of, I felt that it was kind of like, I don't know how to describe it other than it was kind of chugging along and then it just sort of, I don't know, kind of hit. I got, I wrote that in my notes, but now I'm thinking about it. All I'm thinking is what the hell am I talking about? What do I mean? (laughs) Is this the right song? Yeah, exactly. Like, is this even the right album? Um, oh, also, um, I really enjoy how the English say privacy. Oh, yeah. I say that. <laughs> I guess a fun little fact on that, I think for the Nintendo, it might be for the PlayStation or Nintendo 64, it was a GoldenEye 007, not GoldenEye, but it was a 007 game. I think it was The World's Not Enough. Yeah. And right in the very first level, I remember when I was a kid, I'd never heard the word privacy before, like pronounced like that. Yeah. And uh, there was like a, yeah, a guard, he's like, we left your things for you in the privacy booth. I'm like, what the fuck is a privacy booth? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need a dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> and to be honest, like, okay, so this song is uh, nine minutes and 47 seconds. It's a quite a long track to start off the album. Um, I didn't notice that I had been listening to this just one song until about the 520 mark. Yeah. There was like a lot of repetition in the song. I guess it didn't bother me too much, but like around 520 when I was, is when I realized like, oh, this song's still going. It's done like the the verse like four times now, like yeah, probably didn't need to, but I guess we're here anyway. <laughs> I I just kind of felt like the I guess chorus and verses sort of had kind of the same vibe. So like 
after a while it did kind of feel like it was I was listening to the same thing for a while or the same sort of I don't know how to describe what I see in my head but there was it was just sort of a you know bumpless road you're just driving across the prairies it's just the same yeah I mean there was nothing to stand out about the song but I mean like if you want to talk about standout, I guess, I mean, you get to like the seven minute mark, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, and it starts to pick up, which I actually kind of really liked. Uh, there's like the chugging guitars. There's a guitar solo in there. Yeah. It didn't need to go back to the verse yet again, mm-hmm. but it did. Like, I don't know if it didn't go back to the verse and was just a little shorter, would have been fine with it. Yep. And actually, I mean, this, this song, I won't spoil it. It's already scored pretty like. I would say like nicely uh, would have been scored better if it didn't go back to that verse again. I'm just like, you didn't, you didn't need to, you really didn't. Yeah. uh, It's you're going back to your ex years later and you're just like, no, no, you're making so much progress. What are you doing? (laughs) Why am I here again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with all of that. Yeah. Oh, and I, I'm 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 really good at this every single week. I should preface this whole thing, which I always say this every week. Uh, so last week, if you watched the Mr. Bungle episode, it was the first time I've ever done lyrical breakdown, or to an extent, I didn't completely go through it. But uh, I didn't do it this week, and I, it's not because like, oh, it's not Mr. Bungle. I don't care. No, it's I don't want to make a habit of it right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't have so much time on my hands to be able to do this every single album. Uh, maybe one day if this becomes a full-time gig, maybe. Who knows? Ooh, that's up to you. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's not going to be any of that this week, despite the fact that, as far as I'm concerned, this is a concept album? Uh, give or take, yeah. I guess it was supposed to be adapted to a movie, or it was based on a screenplay that they were thinking of making into a movie. I don't really know the story behind this. I think I read a little bit about it as I was kind of like reading the Wikipedia article about this album. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think one of the band members said that this album is pretty much like, I think, a dead mother contacting her son, like, from the dead type thing. Uh-huh. Like, And that's like the concept of the album. So I don't know. And again, once again, got huge Dream Theater vibes off that. Uh-huh. Oh, we've been down this road before. Dead people sending memories and shit to other people. Yeah, past lives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, That album had some uh, good moments. Also had some tanking moments. (laughs) All right, then song number two. We move on now to Shallow. Yes. Um, I I guess I'll say this has started this off like, yeah, it's, it's obviously much heavier than the other one, I think. But I think this is like a very generic, like going to the bar type song. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's I don't mean that in a bad way, but like it just it has that very generic, like you're out drinking a beer at some like kind of dive or something like that. That's what the riff kind of remind me of. Oh, really? Just the vibes I got from it. I don't know. Yeah. I will say, though, like the uh, aside from that, there's like these little interludes of like where you can hear like these combinations of piano and acoustic guitars yes, uh, between like the courses and verse and everything like that. And that felt really nice. So, I mean, it kind of added a, an interesting contrast to the like heavier verses. Yes. I, I got that note. Exactly. I really enjoyed the sort of that, the black and white kind of feeling where it's like dark and heavy and then light and kind of, you know, sparkly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the kind of mechanical sounds and breathe talking in the bridge or kind of in the middle. Okay. Creepy. And I didn't appreciate it. Um, only cause like you said, for the last one, I, the breathe talking in the, uh, in my ear, I hate it. I hate it. Any ASMR breathing, talking, get away from me. 
fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me so much, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I try to enjoy things like that, but again, if you, it's the last track and your mommy rolled the bones, then we're going to have a problem. <laughs> and I guess I'll just I'll specify the song, not the album. Yeah. Uh, we, we may or may not talk about that one down the road a little bit, but anyways, we're still here off yes. of the country. Uh, but yeah, um, it really is a solid rock track. I mean, like through and through. So I can give it that much. Uh, this sounds like many songs I've heard in the 2000s, like the early yeah. 2000s. Like there's a lot of bands that kind of had this tone to it. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> like I was going to use the term butt rock, but that's actually used as another joking term for something. Yeah. Again, I, I don't want to make it sound. I didn't hate this song. It's just, I don't know. Be, I'm not into that. Like I'll call it bar rock. Let's just call it that because I already used the word bar. I'm not super into it, but like I do appreciate some things about this song. Again, solid rock track. Yeah. I think one of my biggest criticisms, though, is like, I don't know, the vocals were really low in the chorus. Like, it, it feels like an unmastered track or something. It was kind of weird. Oh, really? And I never noticed that. It, it felt a little buried by what felt like driven guitars, which is like obviously a lot of rock songs you want your driven guitars yeah but i mean you need to find that delicate balance of being able to hear everything to an extent obviously it's okay if some things are quieter but the vocals should be one of the forefronts so i mean yeah. like you better have a damn good reason for burying it <laughs> it's like they they hit uh, the overdrive pedal on an overdrive pedal when they were doing the chorus eh oh i've yeah. heard some bands who have like six distortion pedals plugged in it's just uh, like an absolute mess of noise oh, Lord. and blaring screeching coming out of speakers. It's, it, I've seen some weird stuff. <laughs> uh, saying that it's kind of like a, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess a generic rock song or kind of has that vibe. Uh, definitely it feels that way with the timing. Cause like even at like four minutes or so, I feel like it kind of gets its point across and is tied into a neat little package, you know, easily digestible, no long musical interludes in the middle. It's just, you know, definitely single material. Yeah, this one was definitely a little more to the point just because, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, song length in front of me here. Four minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, this one I could see uh, why it would be a single. Although there's another song in this album that I think would be a better single, but I guess it's not. That'll come yeah. up in time. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I guess we'll just kind of jump into the next track, the other single on the album, Lazarus. And I, I've got I've to emphasize this first note here. This yeah. is dangerously close to being a through her eyes moment. Really? I was, oh, once the song started, like, I, I usually sit there, like, I, I can stand with this desk. I have, like, something I can raise here. And I'm sitting there, and as soon as the song kicks in, in, like, the first 30 seconds, I'm like... <laughs> just my hand to the audio listeners just like that concerned hand to the mouth like oh, oh what's happening here type oh, scenario it didn't hit that but it got close oh no oh no um i like it but to be honest it is just kind of there and i thought a come down already it's only the third track so yeah it kind yeah of felt a little early i guess um, but, uh, what I, I guess it sounds like a slide guitar. I don't know if that's what it is or I got a if note it's, about that, yeah. you know, some sort of, uh, some sort of keyboard thing, but I'm into it. No, I'm I think it's that. definitely a slide. They probably got that like little metal thing on their fingers to yeah. slide. I'm into um, that. 
before I go any further, I want to make this a thing. And uh, if you're if you're a true fan of this podcast, help make this a thing. So every time like a bad song or something comes up, I want to refer to it as a through her eyes. And it's like, oh man, this song's really going through her eyes, isn't it? Oh no! No, this song the, the song didn't. Yeah. I will say this: like it's not scored the best, but it is definitely scored better than that. But but making that a descriptor is like, oh no, it is it has reached new heights of in uh, infamy. If I ever say from here on out that a song has gone through her eyes, that means the song is really bad. Oh, <laughs> but no. this song had, did not go through her eyes. It's oh, fine. Yeah. It went through my words. How about let, let's use another dream theater analogy. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, like this is it's clearly an emotional track. You can tell, yeah. especially again, being the concept album that it is. But hello, adult contemporary. I mean, like, where did oh, you yeah. feel like where did you feel like you fit in on this album? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is definitely like the radio sitting on a window ledge in a, like a sixth floor office. Um, but uh it sounds like a side beat like a B-side track to me. It doesn't feel like it belongs at the front of the album. It feels like it belongs farther back. Not farther only is it down. an A-side, it's a single. Yeah, well. It's- yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, 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 I do have two positive points about it because I wanted to make sure to say positive things about it. I do like the slide guitar that was added. It's nice. It adds a nice bit of glide, just kind of flowing through the course and everything like that. That felt really nice. Yeah. Um, I do like the octave harmonies in the chorus as well, especially noticeable towards the end. That always, that always like adds a nice like layer and like just a bit more width to your sound and everything like that expands on the vocals really good so at least it had that going for it yeah better than through her eyes <laughs> i don't i can't, i don't recall if i had anything good to say about that song i don't I think, think so i think so. it was just complete downfall of failure yeah saying that you had two good things to say about lazarus i'm like you could only have one and i'm still happy about that that's fine i had two <laughs> all right Let's move on now. Next song. Uh, you hear the word God a lot. Uh, Halo is the song. God, God is the a word that comes up like a hundred times. God, I love the bass in this song. There, I, man, I, I said cool bass line to open the track. Yeah. I didn't use the word God though. Yep. Uh, and there's also behind it like this really low mixed this distorted synth going on in the background. Yeah. I wish it was just a little louder because I could hear it in my headphones, but like not a whole lot. But if it was a little louder, it would have like felt really cool going along with that bass line. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I really liked the opening to this track. It was pretty cool. I, uh, I think maybe half halfway to three quarters of the way through the song, the sort of dance that the bass and the drums have before the guitar solo I really enjoy that, and I kind of feel like I could listen to that for much longer than it's there, which sort of negates all my complaints that certain outros and intros could be cut by a couple bars, but exception for this one song. Yeah. Um, Actually, even on that note, too, um, speaking again about the bass... This song gave me a lot of uh, vibes of the band Filter. I don't know if you've heard them. Not Uh, much. Aside from the song Take My Picture, I'm not talking so much about that one. And Hey Man, Nice Shot, and that's it. (laughs) That's a great song, though. Um, But yeah, this this song definitely gave me Filter vibes. Uh, If their bassist played around with riffs a little more like this one did, because this was like a really fun bass line. Yeah. One of my absolute biggest gripes about this song. So the entire 
beginning in verse feels like it's building. It, it feels like it's getting bigger. And I was expecting an absolutely explosively loud chorus to be let down by just like something that feels like it pulls back and just rides the line. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, okay, I'm liking this. I like where this is going. And then the chorus kicks in. I'm like, oh. I, I feel like. <sighs> feels like it shot a blank. <laughs> Sorry for the disgusting analogy. <laughs> like, like to me, it it felt like it picked up, but it, it didn't pick up to the best of its ability. You know, it's like when you pop a balloon and it just sort of sputters out instead of popping. Yeah. So you still you still got the the job done. The balloon still popped. It's just you're looking at it going, what? This is it. They could have made something so much more grand out of it, like that course. Just like I, that's it bothered me enough that I kept thinking through of it while I was listening to the song. Like, again, love the verses. It feels like they're building towards something. And like, there's actually uh, "Welcome to the Something" by Filter. Speaking of which, from earlier, "Welcome to the Something." I don't remember what the song is called, but it felt like that kind of structure. But the the difference between those two, quiet uh, verse building to something. Yeah. Loud explosive chorus that is an excellent payoff. Yeah. Whereas this one's just like, it's like it was trying to rein itself in a little bit from getting too heavy. It's just like, why would you? You you had the opportunity. It was right there, but you yeah. didn't. I don't know that's the, it, it bothered me a bit, but like not enough to like destroy the score or anything like that. It's still, I'm looking at the score right now. It's rated generously. I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh, for this song, for for me, I felt like everything felt intentional where excuse me um listening my headphones and kind of hearing the different i guess layers um nothing felt empty there wasn't any holes anywhere it just it felt like a you know very satiny coat of paint and i like that so i i I, i'm starting to appreciate the production of this album just listening to the little things well yeah now that you're listening to it on like that critical level yeah so you're things able I didn't to notice before and that that's gonna happen too like if you just having it on in the background or like singing along to it versus like really analyzing it like yeah you will notice like layers and just different types of production styles that you're you may have missed each time you've heard it yeah i like that and I, the only last note I have on this is like I. It says I'm not certain if it was a harmonica or synth doing a low mix solo towards the end, but I liked it. Please just be a little louder next time. Again with the mixing on this album, just it has a lot of inconsistencies in the mix. Like, and it bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the best producer in the world. Obviously, I'm very amateur, but at the same time, like I know when something needs to be picked up in the mix and just. I don't know. It, it, again, this feels like an unmastered release. Like, I don't know what to th- think about it. Yeah, my, my ears aren't as uh, tweaked to that as yours are. So uh, I'll, I'll take your word, your word for that. Because sometimes when you're like, oh, there's, I hear this in the background. Or I hear that instrument all. I'm sitting here going, I didn't hear any of that. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this then on that is because, um, we each tend to hear different things in tracks. So it's kind of nice that we can bring both of these perspectives and just put it all together. So that way it's like, okay, so there was this, I didn't hear there's this, you didn't hear. So boom, yeah. now this is the entire song. We have a little more of an understanding now. And that's usually how it is each week. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I got nothing else for that one other than a bass. And the word God for the hundredth time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Song number five. 
Um, arriving somewhere, but not here. I kind of like that name. I don't know why, but that's an interesting title. Um, so yeah, this song was a roller coaster for me in a mixed review kind of way. Let's just say that because I actually really like this song. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. I'll say that much. A, a very mysterious and ominous opening. Uh, I I love the atmosphere that that is brought up just through like what is it the first four minutes i'm just looking at my notes to make sure this is the right song because i'm getting the mix in my head i think it is yeah yeah the first four minutes uh the first four minutes were the best part of this song i loved it i loved what it was doing and where it could potentially go yeah uh but then the drums kicked in and kind of took it away (laughs) that's really funny that you say that to me because i said the music feels disjointed until the electric guitar kicks in Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, I don't know, maybe I just couldn't get on the beat, so it kind of felt like the vocals and, or the vocal melody and the music were kind of, like, I don't know, they weren't following the same line to me until the electric guitar kicked in, and then it all kind of, it was easier for me to follow. Hmm. Um, Yeah, and uh, I do have a, a major criticism before we get into the good stuff. I know I mentioned this for a previous album. I forget which one. Um, I hate vocal echo on every single beat. If you do Blood it for a couple magic. and then you let it go. But if you do it on every single, I I hate that. I think, so I narrowed in on it on this song. I think that was Funky Monks. If uh, I remember correctly. It, it might have been Funky Monks. Because it wasn't too long ago at this point, it's, I guess. It's so repetitive, and I hate that. So when it's like you hear the echo and then the beat, but he only says it once, but the echo goes four times. Fucking stop. Stop <laughs> it. I hate that. <laughs> Ugh, that might be the worst criticism of the entire album, but I hated that. Wow. And it comes so in this much. one small point. Yeah. But my favorite part was um, six minutes, 55 seconds when they go hard. I I kind of have a note that gets near that time, actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as I said, I thought the first four minutes were kind of solid gold. I mean, I loved how, like, soft, flowy, and emotional it felt. And just – there was also kind of a – I think I'm using this word correctly – a dissonance in the vocals to the melody. I think, like, one note's a D and one's an E. And, like, music nerd talk, I guess, I don't know. But I'm I'm very minimal music nerd. But that – it's not a good-sounding chord if you play them together. Yeah. But – it can be used properly when done properly. Uh, and I felt it was here, especially when he's saying the actual title of the song arriving somewhere, but not here, just, just the offset of the vocal melody to the actual melody. I thought was super cool. Uh, when that happened, I actually said, Ooh, wow. <laughs> See another thing. I didn't know this. I listened um, to it again, but I, I thought once those like really tacky, just, whatever drums kicked in right on the four minute mark or whatever it, it, it to me felt like they needed to insert the drums to hold the song's hand and i i think that's like the wrong direction yeah i i like obviously we have differing opinions but i thought the song was flowing nicely on its own uh also yeah. shout out to the ebo i heard in the song and ebo i have one i have one right here actually right next to this plastic bag this little instrument right here it's an infinite sustainer that you put on guitars uh for the audio listeners i'm showing it to the webcam anyways i heard that in this song i very rarely hear ebos and so i get excited when i do yeah. nerd out about them uh really fun little instrument i like using it <laughs> but yeah uh you mentioned like around the 
six, what, 20 or 30 mark or something like that? Yeah, 655, exactly. Okay, because I said the pickup starting at 610 did a little more to redeem the previous two minutes, which was like that kind of tacky drum line there. Yeah. Um, though it did start to slide for me once it carried on a little too long. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like this song live much better because it seems more like a jam song. When you're listening to it on an album, I just feel like it doesn't have that payoff that it would if you were just, you know, guitar wanking for 18 minutes rather than listening to an 18 minute song on an album. On, I guess on that note of long digits and songs, longest song in the album we should have mentioned, 12 minutes and two seconds. Yeah. This, this is the one where I listened to this one and then took a bit of a break because I was like, after a long song, I got to take a break. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the quieter portions after the guitar, like the electric guitars ended too. Like I, I, I just like that kind of thing in songs if they're done properly. And again, I thought this was done properly. Um, really, really pretty sounding clean guitars with what I believe are high passed or low pass drums. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, which one's which, cause I don't use high pass or low pass too often in my production. But anyways, that's just more uh, nerd talk there. Nerd. Um, I not a huge fan of how it picked back up at nine forty three. I even wrote nine forty three. That must've been when the drums kicked back in again. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know they kicked in twice. And as soon as it did, I kind of just leaned back in my chair. I was like, no, <laughs> Stop. Yeah. The, the last third of the song was technically fine, but I just wish they did something else with the drums. They could have. Yeah. They could. They could have like made it like slower, chunkier. Did polyrhythmic beats, something like that, just to really kind of spice up the ending. There, it would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I like the song live much better. Not that I hate it here. I just feel like a lot of those things lend themselves better to being live. For yeah, sure. I I didn't hate the song either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even despite my criticisms of the drums and everything, actually, this song was scored nicely as well. I actually I, no, didn't even notice the bass tapping at the end. Bass tapping. I, I don't even remember at this point. I oh, yeah. Because, again, I took a break. I left my house, went to go get, like, a sub for dinner. So at that point, like, the song was kind of starting to leave my head a bit. Yep. But, yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, all right, so on to song number six, uh, Mellotron Scratch. Um, I love the drum machine in the beginning of the song. Very, very 90s. Um, but I love how everything sounded in the song so far in the beginning. I thought it was really cool. I, I wrote, I dig the drum sound against the guitar. Like, mm -hmm. definitely. I really, I liked that that was a drum sound that they could contain within the song that they didn't have to spread through the entire album and that they did something different. Yeah. And it didn't even have to stand out too much either. Like it was a bit softer in the mix, but that's actually okay. Yeah. Uh, it's cause usually if you mix drums, they, they gotta be a little like harder hitting and emphasize certain things, but I don't know. This one felt nice the way it was. And also too, I, I love that they actually used a real Mellotron in this song. Uh, I'd be very angry if this song was called Mellotron Scratch and they didn't use that instrument. <laughs> it's like the, uh, you have a song called uh, My Electric Guitar and it's played on a fucking flute. Like, it, it just it wouldn't make sense. So thank you for actually using the real Mellotron. Yes. <laughs> All over the song. I heard it. It was really great. It's It does feel very 90s to me. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, very, very much so. And I, I like this song more than I did. I feel like it was always one of those auxiliary songs that I would just mm -hmm. skip to get to the one that I liked. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't know. The, the more I listen to it, maybe it's because I don't have that exposure to it that I can kind of pick it up fresh. But I like it a lot more than I thought I that thought I did and thought I would. Yeah, and actually, I I feel the same way. I mean, I don't feel the same way, I guess, because I hadn't heard this album before. But I can say I, I feel that way as compared to listening to Lazarus, for example. Yeah. This was like another ballady kind of track, but this one was definitely better than Lazarus. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot more. Um, although, probably didn't need like the heavier portion near the middle of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been better a minute or two shorter without that particular portion because the song i'm looking at the list here six minutes and 57 seconds you could have made this just under five if you took out that portion and it would have been fine just fine uh and i quote the end feels like the song should have ended but this is the live last encore version yeah they just bring it out for like a a reprise or something like that yeah yeah and it's like the song ended but you're just jamming for the last 10 minutes and then you're off stage you're done Oh, the singer just bowed to the audience. He's walking off while these guys are still jamming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> uh, like that. House lights just went on. <laughs> God, this concert never ends. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I liked it. It, uh, I don't know. I I did kind of get a little, okay, are we done yet near the end? Or a, okay, we didn't need that. But uh, aside from that, I liked it. Well, that that's going to happen on an album where most songs are like over six minutes or something like that. Yeah. Because, again, six minutes and 57 seconds. And actually, transitioning into the next song, I guess, I mean, it's the shortest song in the album, which is actually three minutes and 47 seconds, which isn't exactly a short song. It's just above average. I'm like surprised it, it wasn't a single. That, that, yeah, I did mention that earlier, how like there was another song I thought would be a single. This yeah. is it. Not That's only for its length, but even its composition feels like it very well could fit on radio play. Oh, for sure. Um, I... I kind of oh yeah the song's called Open Car by the way I don't think I said that <laughs> yeah we're on the Open Car now track number seven um, so the vocal melody with the guitars in the beginning like singing the exact same notes yeah. I'm not I'm never usually a fan of that like there are songs I like that in this yeah. is not one of them it felt tacky but what I do appreciate about it is how polyrhythmic it is as compared to the drums because your drums are your basic like four four beat but like. I, I didn't ca- I'm not really good at counting but I can tell it was like in polyrhythm it was, like, it was like in threes and then fours threes and then twos or something like that I don't know someone better at music theory can correct me yeah but I mean it you, you can kind of tell because like certain phrases don't end on the beat properly and it just kind of keeps talking and it feels like it missed the beat but that's kind of the point of polyrhythms like if you're good enough to do them then it, everything ties up in the end and it actually sounds really cool yeah I'll, uh, I'll take your word for all of those word salad you See, just said that's what i'm trying to ex- explain it as easy <laughs> as i can because I, I know you said that you don't really know these terms or anything so well uh, i mean if you're talking about prog rock music you're gonna hear you you'll probably hear a lot of polyrhythms too yeah and there's like songs i can give examples of it i won't do that here because well, it's not like what football for. it's like i know i know the word down i know the word down i don't know <laughs> but it's like i know the words but you asked me what they mean i'm like i have no idea but i've heard the words before so i mean and me being uh, a football fan let me tell you a thing or two <laughs> please don't <laughs> this is becoming a sports podcast where i only talk about cfl football and that's it <laughs> yeah and i'm leaving goodbye 
and so did all the American and non-Canadian <laughs> viewers. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, yeah, this song has a heavy use of vocal harmonies. I actually yeah. really enjoy that. They sound really nice, add a lot to it. It's not a bad track. It ends just as well as I could have expected it to. Everything sounds good for the most part, again, except for like the kind of like tacky feeling uh, guitar and vocal similar melody thing. Yeah. It just feels like they, again, going back to the polyrhythms, it feels like they've focused more on doing that than actually like completing anything else better in this song. Because other than that, like the song just kind of, I don't know, fell on deaf ears a little bit. It f- felt a little flat to me. Oh, yeah? Like, meaning, like, there wasn't just a lot, there wasn't a lot going on. Like, after the polyrhythms being the most interesting part of the song, it's just like, here's the rest of it. It's like, oh, okay. It's like driving across the prairies again, just sort of. But then, like, every once in a while, you get this, like, really quick, boom, kind of turn. Like, it's like a semicircle turn. Oh. (laughs) So you're going down the smooth road, but then suddenly you're just going, okay, then back on the straight road again. (laughs) Well, I I found the keyboards in the back kind of created a... uh, I don't know, theatrical grandness. I don't know how to describe that. It just, it felt bigger. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'd never noticed or heard that before. So I feel like that's the the takeaway from Open Car. Yeah, I, th- I think I recall them, but again, can't be certain, especially because I've only heard this album once, right? So it's not that I'm yeah. forgetting it on purpose. It's like, usually with things like this, especially with notes like that, I need to listen more than once and to be like, okay, got that. Okay, got that. Yeah. Maybe I should start listening to these albums more than once prior to recording. Yeah, once a, once a day. So like oh, nine days, seven days. Oh, jeez. I don't know if I have that much time. <laughs> Make time. Okay, then moving on. Now we're nearing the end of the album, the penultimate track, the start of something beautiful. Okay, so my biggest point about this entire song is I absolutely love how the drums, like the snare and the hi-hat, create like this awkward tension, rise and fall feeling. I loved it. I love that it continues through the song. Yeah, yeah. It pleases me. I don't hear it often, so when I do, I'm like, ooh, what is this? This is nice. This song definitely had a throwback vibe for me again. This felt like a 90s alt-rock track. Not a bad thing at all. I like 90s alt rock. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic songs that came out of that era. But yeah, this is this song definitely gave me those vibes. Uh, I really like that synth bass in the beginning to open the track. Yeah. I thought I, I love the tone of that, and I've heard bands use that exact sound before, and it's really cool. Uh, and it transitions really nicely into like the actual live guitars playing the same riff, so I thought that was super cool. Um, These sweeping background strings are really welcomed, like touch to this track i just thought it was like really nice to hear that and yeah again just 90s alt rock (laughs) yeah i i noticed that throughout the whole album thus far this is the third quiet intro to bridge of the night where what i imagine is like you take a mozzarella stick and you you pull it apart and you have the two bulk pieces in your hands but you have this sort of string connecting them both and i found that with the start of something beautiful arriving somewhere but not here and dead wing where all of them kind of have a bulky beginning a bulky end and sort of this slow getting into the end feeling and uh no matter how much i do like the song 
just noticing that I'm kind of like, oh, I'm so bored of that now. Stop it. That's that's one thing I noticed too. Like again, kind of compare don't have to compare to dream theater, but like on a concept album with especially with like slightly similar story arc, no song really transitioned from one to the other. Like there was a couple, I think, but all, like, yeah, all of them kind of started and ended as their own track. Yeah. So there was that like, no, just kind of fluid through the entire album type feeling, which yeah. that's fine. Like I, that's not even really a critique. I'm just saying like, that's the difference I noticed between the two so far. Yeah. Um, again, with the mixing, the chorus vocals just felt low. I, I, I don't, I would, I would love to know if there's an interview out there or anything with the mixer or the band talking about the mix of this album, because like it something feels wrong. Like it feels like they, they either didn't pay their mixer well enough or like they just didn't care. <laughs> Because, like, everything sounds great, but then, like, there's these points in the album when something is just way too, like, buried. And yeah. I felt the chorus uh, vocals in this were that again, and that's not the first time I've said that so far in this review. So I, I don't know what it is, but I it, it started to drive me nuts after a while. I was still trying to enjoy the album, but it, it stood out to me just like, what the hell? So mentioning... Uh, the production team is Stephen Wilson, Gavin Harrison, and Richard Barbieri. So singer, guitarist, drummer, and the keyboardist, all three of them produced it. Never let a guitarist be in the mix. Uh, like in, in He's the, actually a producer that produces a lot of other people's stuff now. I, I certainly hope he doesn't prioritize guitars because I also noticed amongst the quiet vocals, there's like louder guitars too. Yeah. So don't it's like a, it's like a drummer too just like they put the drummers louder it's like no no don't yeah. i i honestly don't know the behind the scenes of it though so i don't want to critique it too much but just i don't know if i'm listening on the wrong set of headphones on the wrong speakers because i i went from headphones to speakers to make sure i was hearing the same thing and essentially it was yeah so that's why i'm sitting here wondering like what happened like why is this yeah. well maybe they'll remaster it coming up who knows you know, maybe they hear the same thing you do, what, 15 years later. Oh, that means we got to wait for till 2025 and we'll redux the album. I'm in. I'm in. I'll still have this t-shirt. All right. Uh, and actually, the last point I do have, too, uh, from 418 on is a really, really great stretch of song. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Pro actually, I know I mentioned this with Dream Theater. This song reminds me a lot of like the band Between the Buried and Me, who takes yeah. like a lot of inspiration from like prog rock and classic rock type bands. It sounds like uh, BT Bam. This is verbatim, by the way. BT Bam. If they de deconstructed any number of tracks from their album Alaska, uh, and I'm, I mean, even if you haven't heard that, that's fine. But like, I got really heavy vibes of that because like Alaska is like a really kind of like complex like super well written album but like this sounds like alaska if you took out a lot a, like a lot of the uh, the flavor let's say that much and just kind of left it as it's like bare bones type rock track but uh, i i'm gonna I, agree because i've never heard it maybe we'll do it one day because i mean alaska is a really great i mean colors is better i'm not gonna talk about bt fam <laughs> now's not the time see Again, if you're if you've listened to all of our podcasts before, this is what we do. We just we st we start t uh, talking about other music. <laughs> I will say though, uh, as as much as I can critique the vocals and everything like that, and compared to Alaska, saying oh it's the bare bones version of Alaska, it's like that song. I actually I really really like that one. It's one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. So there, that's my praise for it. <laughs> Even though I said a lot of nice things about it. 
Okay, let's go up to the closer now. Final track, Glass Arm Shattering. Yep. What you got? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, it was there. Uh, definitely logical for a final song. It felt very resolution-y, like an actual come down, aside from Lazarus being track three, feeling like a come down where makes sense because it's the last song Mm -hmm. um for this song i actually really noticed the length i was done with it before like there still was two minutes to go and i was like okay i'm okay (laughs) your turn (laughs) well then i'll be the one to praise this song because i really like this song yeah so uh, i'm gonna skip ahead my notes here because this ties into when i talked about previously like gave me between the buried and me vibes uh this song gave me uh cynic vibes which is another really excellent band that we're probably going to cover one day like really for real um again they're two very different bands though and i'm pretty sure people who know one or the other will agree with that but the idea is like there's something about this song that reminds me of like their mid to late 2000s material and just it since it reminded me of that i started feeling really good about it uh, the bass chords in the beginning are super pretty. I love them so much. Like I love bass chords too, especially when they're like clean tone. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's layered vocal harmonies in this that sounds so beautiful. Like it, it is. It, it's a mix between like meditation and lullaby at that point. Just like I, I, I adore it. And this is a, just a really nice ending to the album. Kind of lets you drift out on a feeling of peace just yes it's okay that there wasn't like a lot going on with this song i i like that uh it's fine because again it's just a closer it's like you know the end of the storybook you don't there's not a whole lot of information at the end of the story it's just kind of the wrap-up at that point yeah that's what this was and so i i appreciate what it did uh probably one of the best songs on the album like and so here you are probably putting it at number nine and i'm gonna have it higher on my list so i mean i don't know it's none of your business what i did um it will be in about five minutes (laughs) no it's Um, everybody's business i did enjoy the turntable static though there just there's something about that in a song that just I it makes me feel good. I yeah, can hate like, the song, but I like that that, that sound. needle at the end of the vinyl kind of skipping thing. It, it mm, actually the song like started that. and ended with it too. Yeah, I like it. I enjoy that. That's it, I'm on it. It's it's kind of a cliche addition, but it it if it fits, it fits. Like who cares? Yeah, yeah. You can have the ugly foot in the world, but if it fits into the pretty shoe, then wear the pretty shoe. You know, like doesn't really matter. Exactly. Go for it. I got nothing else to say about this song other than I really enjoyed that. Shout out and to I all the foot fans out there. No, how about <laughs> Go to our wiki feet profile. I can't wait till we have one. Oh my god, I hope I we do know. one day. Oh geez. That's I, I, I hope all of mine are just paparazzi shots. That or you just so happen to be wearing socks and all of them, so then people rate you zero because like we can't even see the crinkles of her soles. Yeah, I I sweat <laughs> all the time, so I have like socks on. Like I normally I'm wearing mittens, sweaters. It's crazy. Yeah, well that's when we all know we, we've made it when we have our, our own wiki feet. Like we can have our own Wikipedia page. Fuck that. I want a wiki feet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I better be in the top three hundred. <laughs> Sit. 
You don't want to see these bad boys. Oh, but now that we've talked about Wikifeed, I can put that in the, the tags for the YouTube video. <laughs> Get all the wrong people coming in. Hey, if it works, it works. Like I said, I'll wear a V-neck next time. I just wish I had more band shirts that were V-necks. I was going to say, there was that one episode where uh, you wore like a tank top or something like that. And I was like, our views have got to be here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though they're yeah. at the point of recording this currently on the Red Hot Chili Peppers video, just saying. Got the word sex in it. Oh, you should. Okay, like I know we're going off topic, but I, I want to mention this because this is fucking hilarious. As a matter of fact, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I know I know that we're not supposed to be doing this, but again, this is too funny. I can't help it. A little behind the scenes for everyone, both audio and YouTube listeners. Yeah. So, I'm in YouTube Studio on my phone right now, so I can see all the analytics of every single one of our videos. Uh, and it's a lot of what you would expect in like what search terms are working, which ones aren't, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have some of the best search terms I think I could have asked for. God, okay. Oh, I think it's even changed a little too. This, yeah, lifetime for this whole video. Okay. I'm going to read some of the interesting ones. So the, the, the number one search term that people are finding a Red Hot Chili Peppers video for is film sex chili. <laughs> uh the next cool one is hot sex episode which i think i actually texted you about yeah yeah that makes sense but the chili is uh, then there's okay. new sex okay. uh sugar sex usa hot sex and then 30 percent other <laughs> who's looking this up on youtube like 13 no like 10 year olds like Holy hot smokes. naked boobies. Oh my <laughs> Google Lord. hot naked boobies. Ugh. Anyways, that's a little behind the scenes of yeah. our uh, YouTube analytics. I'm sorry that we took up some time in the Porcupine Tree episode. But that means we can go into our song rankings. But just before we do, if you've made it this far, that means you must like what we're doing and how we're talking so far. Yeah. So make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and uh, leave, leave a comment knowing that you've uh, you, you heard this part. And we'll give you a thumbs up or something like that. I don't know. Some sort of incentive. Yeah, comment with that emoji with the sunglasses and two finger pistols. It's really what Better I want to see. Better yet, foot emoji. Any foot emoji. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Totally. We, we have to tie that into the wiki feed. Yeah. Now, now people are going to start speculating, like, did they have foot fetishes? Oh my god! It's none of your business. You don't know us. You don't. You don't know me. You don't need to know. Exactly. My personal life. But yeah, on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. Now, the audio platforms you're listening to, leave some positive ratings. Make sure you're following along with the program. Everything's all good. Hell yes. We want you to be part of this. And now you can be part of the song rankings as we get into them. Drum roll. This one was uh, as compared to Mr. Bungle, where I had like numerous repeated numbers highly ranked this yeah. one was like a little more definitive there were a few like similar ranks but this this one wasn't as hard whereas mr bungle i think it did four times and yeah. uh heads up to anyone who saw the mr bungle episode last week uh i, I did mention that like retro vertigo and pink cigarette were could be interchangeable <laughs> retro vertigo is number one right now in yeah. my head but it's officially number one on the podcast and also did you listen to dead goon yet <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bring that i'm gonna bring that bit back <laughs> You better. I did it. I forgot what the song was called, but I did start to listen to that. Or uh, I forget what the album's called. Release ninety five. Yeah, that Disco. one. And I tried to listen. I think it was the first song. I made it halfway, and I was like, 
I am not in the mood for this right now. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to revisit it later on. I'll tell you this much, but because I actually ended up listening to Disco Volante as well after the, our uh, we recorded our session there, and I listened to the whole thing. First off, it is not an album you sit through. You just don't. Yeah. There's 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 no proper reasoning or rhyme or anything to listen to this album. You just have to jump in and hope for the best. Uh, there's going to be a lot of portions that don't feel like songs. A lot of portions are going to be very awkward awkward to sit through a lot of improvisation improvisation because i mean there's there's a handful of songs where mike Patton's not doing anything he's not singing or anything yeah uh it's not an easy listen uh i but i think your favorite song on the album i'm gonna call it right now is mamishka mamishka mouse squaws that or desert search for techno ala either or is gonna be your favorite track okay well, I don't know if we're going to record it for this, but... Uh, oh, no, it's not going to be easy. I think I even texted you saying this would be a difficult one to do for the show. Okay, good. So I'll listen to it, and I'll uh, I'll let you know what my favorite one was. You'll have to, like, make a separate uplo- upload on, like, Facebook or Instagram saying, like, oh, man, that song, though, or this album. Yeah, and it's just me laying on the floor. Just my face is just melted into the floor from listening to it. Yeah, it's it's nothing like California, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but anyways, here we are again, rambling. Hi, we do this all the time. Why are you surprised? Time for the song rankings. We've left yes. it hanging to way, way, way too long. Yes, 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 yes. So, above my head, boom, graphics just changed. There you go. Well, above our heads, really. So, we can finally do this. Nine songs on the album, all rated out of ten. You know how this works, and if you don't, you'll know eventually. So, number nine, I mean, no surprise at this, I have Lazarus. Last Arm Shattered. Really? Well, like they all—they all have to be assigned a number, and I'm sorry that, that was one didn't have nine. to be assigned. There's other numbers, you know. <laughs> Take it back. This is your one time. You get a mulligan. Okay, number eight, sh- uh, shallow. Lazarus. God, no! You're doing this wrong. Uh, As I do everything. Opening the application process for new co-host starting now. Just uh, Savannah's two weeks notice is officially handed in as of this episode. (laughs) By the way, I should have mentioned this first. We're kind of a little late into it. We're going to get one song. I think we're going to get one. What do you think? Oh, yeah? Um, We're already two through and we're already screwed for that. So we got seven more to go. Okay. I'll go along with you, but I have a feeling we're not going to get any. I'm also feeling that. I'm just trying to be nice. (laughs) Number seven, open car. Mellotron Scratch. Number six, Halo. Arriving somewhere, but not here. It's not happening, is it? Number five, Deadwing. Yeah! Oh, number five. Yes! yes! All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, we only have one more chance at this point. <laughs> I'm going to edge of my seat for the next four. Uh, number four, Mellotron Scratch. Open car. Okay. All right, still hopeful. Number three, arriving anywhere but here. Halo. Number two, this the start of something beautiful. Oh man, come on, shallow. <laughs> well, because my number one seems pretty obvious. If you've been listening to me talk, it's definitely uh, glass arm shattering. The start of something beautiful. Close. Well, I'm pretty impressed by your by your. Uh, your list though so that's nice well because there was a lot in those top three especially that i really liked and i mean the absolute praise that just showered on the glass arm shattering there like that should be zero surprise 
And I mean, Lazarus was the most obvious one to be at the top because it was like, oh, God, it was dangerously close to being through her yeah. eyes. That yeah. song almost went through her eyes. Remember, that's a thing now. It's an actual thing. Yikes. That'll be on our T-shirts one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to fit in. Can we get headshots as well? Yeah, it'll have to be that. Like, we need a, we also need, like, just a woman's face staring at something and, like, it's, like, laser burning a skeleton and it's just, like, through her eyes and bloody text. <laughs> you know what? Okay, clip this part and keep it because I enjoy that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and watch it, like, a year from now we're going to have those shirts. It's going to be done. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and then we're going to be sued by Dream Theater. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Don't care. <laughs> Whatever. I get to meet the band in court. <laughs> Damn right. Hell Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. That's fine. They'll they'll be like, um, Miss Fuller, could you please just go back to the uh go back to the stand? And I'm like, no, 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 please can you sign this? Please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, pretend it's like legal paperwork and just slide. It's like, oh, you have to sign this because you know, reasons my lawyer. Psych! Autograph. <laughs> and he they didn't read the fine text, it's just like you were literally just signing an autograph for me, suckers. <laughs> On to eBay. Oh, I would I'd at least keep it. I'd keep it in my jail cell with me. Okay, we've ranked the songs. We got one at least, which was Dead Wing. There you go, number five. So the halfway point of the album. We can finally rate the record. Yes, I want to know what you what you did. And once again, I'm like I'll probably stop mentioning it after this episode, but because it's still so new. To those of you who don't know, we used to tell each other the ratings of the records before the show started, but uh, starting with the Mr. Bongo episode, we now don't know what we've rated it, which means I should open my calculator. Uh, we're gonna find out live, react live, and we're all gonna enjoy it together. So transition now. <laughs> And here we are with the screen in front of us now. We are going to rate the record. No, Porcupine Tree is not in the F tier. I just kept it down there so you can see it on the screen. Don't worry, it's fine. We've always praised this album enough that it's not going to be down there. It can't be worse than Tom Petty. It's another album with a person on it. How come we don't notice these things? You're the one who chose it. I know. It's killing me. I say we because I'm lumping you in, but it's all me. I was I was going to say, like, the only thing that comes close is uh, California by Bungle there. With the, the people are very tiny, so you can barely see them. Yeah. Everything else is, yeah, very human or face. But yes, here we are, Porcupine Tree, Dead Wing. You've heard us talk about the album. You've heard us rank the songs. And now it's time for us to rate the record. Yes. All right. So last week you went first for the, the rating. So I guess I'll go first this week. Okay. Um, I need to prep myself for how shocked I'm going to be. So I will say this much. So far in this show, though, from what you can see on the screen, Savannah has technically only chosen two albums so far, not including this one, which this is the third one. Yeah. And out of those three that she's done, I've liked this one the best. This one, looking at my sheet here, comes out to 71.11. So it's a B-minus tier album for me. You rated it higher than I did. Wow. Mine was just 70 straight. Really? Yeah. That's really surprising to me. Like, I am ashamed of myself. How do you choose an album and then just like, ah, I don't like it as much as he's going to? Because I've never listened to it critically. And then when you do, you're like, holy shit. Like, maybe I only listen to it for, you know, you listen to pop music for the surface. You're like, I'm not listening too deep into this. But then if you listen to it, you're like, wow, this is not as good as it seems on the outside. So, and a lot of time has has passed you know yeah well i think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh 
with our combined score, A-tier. it comes up. Yes, it it is not a tier. <laughs> <laughs> it is seventy point five five, which actually means it's rated higher than Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Okay, I'm fine with that. So yeah, I like going it. live on the air here again. This is done in Photoshop because uh, Tier List Maker is kind of a weird site to use. Porcupine Tree, drag them over. Boom! That is your official order. Yeah, of yeah. Our list right now seventy point five five. I think Chili Peppers were seventy point three eight. So it's very very close, Dang. like less than a percent. It's but it's then, wild to me that we put well it's believable that Pearl Jam is before it, but just my personal preferences, I'm actually really surprised that I liked Pearl Jam more than than this porcupine tree. Well, it was nice to have Pearl Jam in the beginning, so that way we could just like, you know, start with a decently high ranking. Yeah. But now Bungle like sitting ass on top of everybody else now. <laughs> Like some of these just they make me sad. <laughs> I like I'm I'm really sorry that we put you there. <laughs> Are you looking at Tom Petty and saying that to him? Yeah. <laughs> As for yeah. me, I pity the Petty. Or that specific album anyway. <laughs> yeah. I said it once, I'll say it again. I benefited of the doubt, there's likely a solid Tom Petty album that I'm really gonna love, but it just wasn't that one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We have many, many shows to uh, to get you to love Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Tom Petty on the solo and listening to uh, the Traveling Wilburys and other stuff. I can't even remember. <laughs> All right, there you have it. That's the album rated now. We have an, uh, another B-tier album on us, uh, B-minus to be specific, since it's 70.55. But hey, that's not bad at all. You're in good company. B stands for beautiful. More or less, yeah, although I don't think you'd <laughs> think that about the Chili Peppers, but I think so. You know what? I'm willing to compromise to keep my position as co-host of the show. Um, the applications, they can stop now. I'm not leaving. You can send them to my personal email and I'll look over I'm them not, at the very I'm least. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I can cut you out of the call right now. I'm not <laughs> It'll just be me to end the show. That's it. I can make TV a, static over my part. I can make a quick edit right here and just literally put my <laughs> – only my face on the screen for the uh, Clown YouTube. emoji over me and that's it. If you want to see stuff like that, you're going to have to watch the YouTube version. Which, speaking of which, you know, since we're at the end now, we can say that if you've made it this far, you must like what we're doing. You must have liked this episode enough. So you can go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button if you would, please. Thank you. Please and thank you. Yes. Be a part of the community. What did you think about this album? Do you agree or disagree with us? Who's right and wrong? Although we were really close on our rankings anyway, so I don't think it matters too much. Yeah. Uh, song rankings, though, I should say is different. So that's a whole weird thing there. Yep. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm actually glad that you liked it, though. That that's pleasing. More than you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I'm. Strange. I'm proud of you, but I'm really disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah, says says the the woman who gave the Dream Theater album. She chose sixty two point five. But it wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> sorry, you sorry should have chosen another one. Your, all, all your ears, but it just wasn't that good. Oh, that's okay. I'll have to fix that in post. The Although I've done large audio spikes too, so whatever. Our audio sucks. <laughs> but not our audio listeners. So if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, Bandcamp, wherever you're listening, uh, you're still awesome. Trust me. I'm just criticizing my own work. But you can go ahead and like, uh, follow, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever you can do in the audio realm, wherever you're listening. 
by all means, helps the channel grow. You can be a part of that. Please and thank you a lot. And like we said earlier, um, if you did make it this far and you're still listening to us ramble, comment uh, feet emojis. And if you feel ever so inclined, just email us with a foot emoji as a subject and, you know, tell us what you thought. Tell us what you thought. I just, Uh, I want to know. We're going to have to sift through some spam emails, but it, it can't just be the foot, foot emoji, though. We already told people to do that. It's going to be like foot emoji and like eggplant or something like that. Like, let's really sexualize this here. Um, Sex sells. Foot, foot and fried egg in frying pan emoji. That reminds me a lot of King of the Hill when Peggy became a, 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 a foot model when she didn't even know that she was. And she had to <laughs> step in eggs and she spanked the bottoms of her feet and stuff. And Yeah, anyways, that's King of the Hill chat for the day. Yep. <laughs> Come back for next week's episode of King of the Hill chat. Yes. Ooh, speaking um, of next week. We'll get to that in a minute because right. one thing that we forgot to do last week was tell people that we're on social media as well. We didn't do that once. <laughs> you can also be part of the community outside of the uh, audio realms as well and video realms on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at Rate the Record Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Rate the Record. I know in a previous episode I said I was going to change that Twitter handle, but it turns out Rate the Record Podcast is too long, so it could only be Rate the Record. Whew. So it's forever going to be like that. But yes, uh, if you're watching the video versions, it's above our heads. You can already see what everything looks like. Audio versions, uh, I'm pretty sure in the description you can get to our link tree. Everything is there. Follow us there too. Let's have a grand old time. Yay! But yes, going back to that moment ago when you mentioned about next week. Of course we're coming back next week. Uh, So we'd like to give little hints about what's happening. This one might be a little easy with the hints too. Uh, So we did receive a request to do an album, our very first request episode. Uh, so that's exciting. We do, as I said, viewer's choice. We do that. I say that every single episode. Yep. So uh, the, the hints I had to write down since like we didn't choose this album ourselves. Uh, it's a pop, a popular alt-rock, pop-rock kind of band that's been around for about 29 years at the point of recording this episode. Uh, the album we're going to talk about is nearly 12 years old at the point of recording this. Uh, so it's almost old enough for high school. Still in those weird middle school years, though. Oh, Lord. Probably has it's a weird also- haircut. Oh, yeah. I got that bowl cut going on. Oh. I think one of the band members actually had a bowl cut. But anyways, that's for you to find out. Uh, <laughs> it's also a band linked to many memes. There you go. I mean, there's a lot of bands linked to a lot of memes. We're doing Drake next week, okay? <laughs> no, we're not doing Drake next week. Not a, not a chance. Uh, but no, this band is linked to many memes, so maybe you'll understand more. If you haven't already figured it out, you'll know next week. I'm begrudgingly doing this because it is an audience request, and I love you guys, but I also hate you guys at the same time. So, uh, Well, yeah. Savannah hates so we know that already. Yep. F-tier album. Yep. At least for, well, if I F-tier Tom Petty, you get to F-tier something, but it's not my album, so haha, whatever. Yeah, you might have to cut that part because you said who it was. Did I? Yep. Oof. Oh, no, you know what? I'll censor it. I'll just censor it. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just put a bit. Uh, let me write down that note real quick. Uh, beep <laughs> X on your name mouth. at end. I remember one of the clips I cut a while ago, I actually had to, I, I censored out some swear words because I was like, okay, this is exactly the podcast. More people will see these clips. So yeah. I'll just censor out words. Right, whatever. It's fine. Fair. You don't know until next week. <laughs> or if you're watching in the future, you already know. Yeah. But anyways, yes, that's the end of the episode for this week. Thank you so much for watching. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow all that kind of stuff it's fantastic let's build this community in the meantime go listen to some excellent music and we will see you again next time take care bye-bye